You think that you are the number one dad? No offense, Homer, but your half-assed underparenting was a lot more fun than your half-assed overparenting. But I'm using my whole head. No wire-hangers My father would womanize, he would drink. He would make outrageous claims like he invented the first Mama, it's Lynn. Let's get it, y'all. There's no need to argue. Parents just don't understand. Welcome, Amanda. Welcome, Nathan. Here we are for our weekly podcast, <laughs> uh-huh. Mom and Pop Culture, where we're going to take a look this week at an episode of The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Uh, we watched it on HBO Max. Mm-hmm. The episode we watched is The Baby Comes Out, Season 3, Episode 20. This show ran from September 10th, 1990 to May 20th, 1996. This particular episode aired February 22nd, 1993. Where were you? Any memories? Uh, I We just moved to our new house and or were building it. Somewhere in between those two things. <laughs> okay. Okay. So some relocation, just yes. like this show. Yes. A yeah. fish out of water. It was a nicer house, I assume. A bigger house, yeah. Mm -hmm. As big as the Banks' residence? I mean, it is a McMansion. Okay, it was, yeah, all right. Two staircases, you know, all that kind of jazz. But, like, a McMansion, so not well built. (laughs) Of course, okay, okay. I was in eighth grade, so I don't It's all... Blacked out. Blacked out. (laughs) Like, literally, this two-year span of life that it's just a Sharpie has been drawn through. Uh The episode summary, it's a classic uh, ladies having her uh, baby, right? Sitcom episode, and a lot of things go wrong. So Vivian's baby is a week late, uh, but family members and her visiting sisters are nowhere to be found when it's time to rush to the hospital. The only people left in the house are Jeffrey and Ashley, who is too young to drive with her... and everybody else is unable to drive uh, her down to the hospital, so Ashley takes her basically right, and everybody ends up there. Philip and Will get stuck in an elevator. Hijinks ensue, yes. right? <laughs> so a, a very classic sitcom-y, uh, yeah. sitcom episode. What was, do you know the first baby on a sitcom? Was it sure Lucy? Sure don't. Sure don't. It might have been Lucy. Probably I mean, Lucy, I would think. Yeah, that's a hijinks episode. In well, maybe there was itself. a spinoff, My Four Sons. <laughs> Where they had a baby? Maybe. I don't know. We could go back to an old episode like that. One of our listeners suggested. Oh, going really? Going back to a show of that era. Uh, this episode was directed by Shelly Jensen. She's a longtime TV director, done things from Golden Girls and stuff like that. And written by Winifred Harvey, who similarly has been a TV writer in the 80s, 90s, and aughts. A lot of multi-cam stuff. Nobody ever sold a show or anything major, but they're, you know, a lot of uh, workhorse-like... Yeah, we should do a show together. Uh, a lot of workhorses uh, were involved in this show, right? Yeah. There, you had this um, formula of you take this star uh, mm-hmm. in this instance, Will Smith, mm-hmm. uh, and you build a show around them, and you do that with quality people who know how to build a show. Yeah, and some of those relationships and talents worked really well, and some of them didn't work so so well uh, yeah. in this particular show. I was going to ask. This is Aunt Viv's. This Aunt Viv's last. Last season, season for Janet Hubert, who plays okay. Aunt Viv uh, in the first three seasons of the yeah. six seasons the show ran. She was replaced for a lot of reasons. Right. Um, but to sort of read between the lines, and I mean, actually, this is what she said. She couldn't believe Will Smith got a show. Mm-hmm. He had never acted. Mm-hmm. This is a longtime actress mm-hmm. you know, of, of stage, of screen. And she is 
phenomenal. When they give mm-hmm. her something to do, she is great in She's those good. episodes. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, but it was odd watching this episode because the crux of it is really everyone's sick of her shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's mm-hmm. so pregnant and needs so much help. And, and you could, it's it's palpable. You can and tell everybody's sick of her shit. Like there's very little acting going on, right? When yeah. they're dissing Aunt Viv, yeah. And you can really see that here. And it's it's a weird watch, but it kind of makes for an interesting watch. Yeah. And if you're curious about that relationship, HBO Max also has a reunion special of the cast and crew, mm-hmm. which we haven't checked out yet, but we're no. eager to do so. I think. Yeah, I've heard good things, and I've heard Will Smith kind of cops uh, his behavior and apologizes for being a child actor, basically. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Which he is. I mean, he's he's a kid. You look at it and you can see, obviously, the charisma. He's he's a movie star, even on the show. Mm-hmm. But he's also, you can imagine very easily, a total jackass. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? And this is the era of the mega, mega star, multi-hyphenate. Uh, you know, where you're trying to be Eddie Murphy movie star, sure. stand-up comedian, yeah. singing with it's Rick James. It's still the millennium. Yep, yeah, it's still the millennium. We are a quarter, or no, a fifth of the way through now, the millennium. Speaking of millennium and turn-of-the-century people, the show is based on the life of Benny Medina. Do you know anything about Benny Medina? Do you know that name? I only know it because you've thrown it at me. Um, I did ball it up and <laughs> throw it at you. <laughs> no, when we first started, I had never seen The Fresh Prince uh, until recently. We had started a rewatch that kind of petered out right around this mm-hmm. <laughs> episode. Yeah, we need new Amphiv. Yeah. We're going to just <laughs> skip to season four. All right, but so here's here's a little bit about Benny Medina because this is a pretty fascinating story here. So he grew up in East L.A., uh, and his family was a disaster. I mm-hmm. think his, I think mom passed away and dad was like, see ya. Mm-mm. And so he was left to a foster system, ended up befriending a white kid, uh, moved in with his family in Beverly Hills, went to Beverly Hills High School and defriended, uh, uh, befriended a kid whose last name is Gordy. Now, are you familiar with the last name Gordy in the world of entertainment? No. Barry Gordy. Oh, okay. Yeah. Kay? His kid. So I was thinking Motown of Gordy Records. Howe. Sure. No, that's, <laughs> that's a first name. That's a first name. <laughs> yeah, that's why I said no. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. No, no aged hockey players are involved in the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air backstory. Not a lot of white Boston <laughs> <Right>. players <laughs> yeah. in this, this piece here. Uh, so Medina... Uh, moves in with his white family in Beverly Hills, befriends Barry Gordy's son, and by 24, he's head of A&R for Motown. Whoa, okay. Right? Uh, do you know what A&R stands for? Something records. Artisan repertoire. <laughs> wow, no. So he's <laughs> managing talent. He's yeah. helping write and produce songs. He's working with uh, all sorts of early 90s luminaries from, like, Babyface to Big Daddy Kane. He's, he's in it. Uh, his most famous sort of artist... Jennifer Lopez. Okay. He's managed her career uh, starting in 1999 to sometime in the mid-aughts and then picked her up again in 2008. They oh, started wow. working back together. So he was there for Gigli or? I think Gigli was probably <laughs> where they said goodbye the first time. I don't have the time to, uh, to line in front of me, but I'm going to think some people, some heads rolled over Gigli. Right. Uh, for her and Affleck, right? Right. Was, it, was a, it was them together. Yeah. Yeah. So he's he's been involved. We should mention in the um, interest of... Transparency. He has been accused of attempted rape. Oh well. Okay. Uh, so he is a uh, an openly gay man, and I guess he and two other actors were taking a tour of his house, 
And according to one of the actors, he was uh, attempted to uh, rape him, but there's been no criminal proceedings and no civil sure, proceedings that, that I could shit. hear about. So yeah. who knows if it's just mudslinging or... Well... I don't know. Yeah. I don't know where to go with these things, right? Gotcha. In terms of the show... Uh, much more lighthearted and very easy, very music industry here. So that's ma- interesting, though, that he's gay and Will Smith gets those kinds of accusations all mm-hmm. the time, particularly around this time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you watch those early episodes of The Fresh Prince, he is he is pretty fay, right? Yes, he is surprisingly and- so because he is. I mean, for being the star of the show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, he wasn't really. Broadly thought of as like sexual or or mm. attractive in that way until he did Bad Boys in '95 gotcha. and Michael Bay had him running in slow motion with his shirt off, sure. which like he didn't want to do. <laughs> Thank you for pantomiming. You're welcome. Running. We need a video <laughs> podcast just for me here, my uh, hoodie pantomiming Will Smith running in Bad Boys. But uh, he did that shot against Michael Bay's. I'm sorry, at Michael Bay's like insistence, like no, dude, this will make you a movie star. He thought it was kind of uh, gay, as you say. And in mm-hmm. the end of that movie, he's asked his character is asked to tell Martin Lawrence that he loves him, and he like didn't want to do it. Oh boy! So I mean, it's there. Dust protests too much. Yeah, who knows? I mean, all, all that stuff is. I don't know how hard it would be to be a black entertainer in 1993, and then also, oh, by the way, you're like gay and don't want to. Or, or, help things. or not gay, right. or you know, or like have sexuality that is on a spectrum, like all humans. Sure, sure, <laughs> like, sure. Know? Well, no segue from that to the development of the, story <laughs> of the show. But uh, in terms of the show, it's very music industry, right? So yes. how it was pitched and sold. Medina pitched the idea to Quincy Jones, who took it to Brandon Tartikoff, who was then the president of NBC. They talked about Will Smith as the lead, but he didn't want to do it. If you've seen those old. DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince videos, like, he has charisma for days. You could mm-hmm. easily see, like, this kid's going to be... Going to do something. Do something, yeah. Well, you know what he wasn't doing? Paying his taxes. Gotcha. So the Fresh Prince was in big-time debt to the old Uncle Sam. Mm-hmm. And uh, because of that, uh, Will's partner at the time was like, well, why don't you do that TV show? And, and so he um, met with Medina and Tartikoff at a party held by Quincy Jones. <laughs> Uh, Jones gave Will a script from a show about Morris Day, a pilot that hadn't gotten picked up. Okay. So Morris Day's a musician. Mm. And Will auditioned with that. Tartikoff was like, I've seen enough. Let's go to my limo and sign a contract. Kiss me on the lips. Four months later, five months later, it was produced. The pilot was ready. Wow. Watching The Fresh Prince for the first time and knowing how the song and the... um, what is it called when the song is the theme song? Thank you. <laughs> theme song for the show. Like people know that by heart. People can sing that. It really feels like they started with that song and we're like, we could get a TV show out of that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's it's interesting to hear how they did not start with the song. No, well, no, yeah. <laughs> he did the song um produced by Quincy Jones. That was a big the source of revenue for them, right? Mm. Because they could cross-pollinate on this show. And so that by season two, he's got uh, the record with Summertime on it that's like gone platinum and he's on this show. And he's starting to become, it's starting, it's almost the millennium. Right. Right. It's almost just nine years away. Fast approaching. Yeah. And that reminds me of when we were talking about the Simpsons merchandising and they were putting out albums too. So Mm -hmm. that's such a weird early 90s. Cash grab. Yeah. 
It's also the time where um, I think 93 or 94, the networks are allowed to own their own shows. Okay. So that they can own the production company that produces the show that is then sold to their network and broadcast on their air. And so they own everything soup to nuts. Yeah. Andy and Susan Borowitz are the writers who are credited with creating this. They were on contract at NBC. Tartikoff was like, you do it. And they did it. <laughs> and they just knocked it out of the park, right? Yeah. They're, uh, in terms of who the characters are based on, both Ashley and Hillary are based on Quincy Jones's daughters. And Carlton is named after Carlton Cuse, who was one of the showrunners of Lost. Oh, interesting. Weird showbiz. Beverly so being Hills. Quincy Jones's daughter, is that Rashida Jones? One would think, yeah, that either Ashley or Hillary is, is probably based, based on Rashida Jones. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> yeah, that's so interesting. Oh, cool. I got to think Hillary, though. Right? Yeah, <laughs> I, mean, right? maybe, like, I don't know. <laughs> Ashley's more the performer, I guess. I don't yeah. know who Quincy Jones's other daughter is. Yeah, I don't either. Some superficial girl married to a newscaster. <laughs> then maybe that's, <laughs> then that's her. <laughs> then that's Hillary. Uh, as we said, this was Janet Hubert's last season. This is not her last episode. It would come a couple later. Um, I think the way they we were, the way we were, is what it's called. I think her last episode, uh, but they, everybody knew she was. She wasn't going to be resigned. Kind of yeah. yeah. All right. So let's talk now about the mamas and the papas. The literal parents in this we see are Uncle Phil and Aunt Viv, and Will's mom's there, but we'll talk about it later. I don't think she counts. No, I know. Certainly not as a parent in this. Not show a parent to Will or in this yeah. episode. Yeah. Yep. So the teaser is uh, we're outside the house and there's some confusion going on in the house and it's late in uh, the night or early in the morning. Get up! Hurry, everybody, get up! Yo, what's the matter, Uncle Phil? Ah! Calm down, Will, calm down. It's Vivian, she's having the baby! That ain't what's scaring me. You ain't got no drones on! And it made me wonder, where, what was the nudity situation in the household you grew up in? I remember getting, um, like, wearing tank tops and short shorts, like, as a young teen was mm-hmm. like, oh, my God, Amanda, cover up. Like, sure. <laughs> which was very weird to be, like, weirdly sexualized by your own family, but mm-hmm. kind of not. But, like, I don't know. So, um, not great. <laughs> it's the nudity situation. I mean, I don't, I've never really seen my, I've never seen my parents naked, never seen my brothers naked. Um, I, except for like being very young and sharing a bath or sure. something like that. So it sounds very Catholic. Very Catholic, very prude. My dad played sports and thought the house was a locker room. So like when I went to grad school, <laughs> he hugged me goodbye in his underwear. Okay. Right? So pieces are falling into place. Yeah. So there was, and we're tidy whities Not, oh, I mean. No. Uh, so anyway, nudity, particularly naked fat men, was <laughs> constant in my dad's house. So I, I related to that. Uh, I related to their go bag for pregnancy. Oh, we yeah. had that. Yeah, yeah we had a. We had, like, three different bags. Yeah, we, we had your clothes, baby clothes, baby clothes, and snacks. Yeah. Yeah. And we used them all. We did. They were all pretty much empty or, or full of dirty clothes by the, by the time, time we, we came got back. back. Yeah. Uh, the sympathy pains Uncle Phil has, I think, are very... I thought that was, like, a sitcom gimmick 
And then I kind of had some cramps when you were uh, <laughs> pregnant for that well, first time. Well, I, I think also, I mean, also Uncle Phil needs to see a doctor. Holy shit. He's got some major stuff going mm-hmm. on. If he's like having that bad pain, like that's not okay. I, w- I was glad to see he was on his way to the to a doctor's office. Yeah, the sympathy weight gain too, mm-hmm. like from our first pregnancy. It's just like you're, everybody's feeling anxious and... Like, you know, your body's changing and your life's changing. And so it makes sense that you'd sync up sure. physically and emotionally. Sure. I think the month our kid was born, she was born on the 28th day. I think we spent like $1,200 on delivery food that month. <laughs> yeah, I think we did. It's pretty outrageous. <laughs> the other parent, Aunt Viv, I really related to her false alarms and trips to the hospital that ended in no baby. Mm-hmm. How many times had we gone to the hospital before we came back with our kid? Oh, boy. Like four? Four, four or five, I thought. Yeah. yeah. A couple for a while. Yeah. Right? Like yeah. we were there for yeah. a few hours and it was... Monitoring and mm-hmm. all that kind of good stuff. In hindsight, you shouldn't have lifted the crib over your head after we put it together. <laughs> well, we that was one of them. We were putting together the crib. I forgot. I was 30 plus weeks. I don't remember exactly how many... And man, like squatting, squatting and grunting and, 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 and yeah, hurting and jerking yeah. and like <laughs> holding your breath the whole time. <laughs> and we ended up in the ER. Yeah. You can imagine. <laughs> she, so the premise is the baby's a week late. And the at one point, Vivian screams, get this baby out of me. And I feel like our daughter is three and three quarters. And I have screamed that every day of her life. <laughs> I mean, I think there's something universally true about that of, get, get this kid away from me. Yeah. It's like what raising a kid is. Literally. Right? Is to give her the skills necessary to get the fuck away from <laughs> us. I love you so much. Goodbye. Yeah, right? like, exactly. In terms of the pseudo-parenting, you see a lot of, the, of it in this one. Right? You see the family taking care of a sick person. Yeah. Essentially, I mean... She's not sick, I guess, but she's medically ailing. Yeah, for sure. And they're all taking care of her. She's got the bell, right? A lot of very classic sitcom stuff. But I thought that was what was particularly realistic about it was how exhausted everybody got. Uh, right. I mean, how- it was a little like, I mean, a, part of it, again, is is how done with Aunt Viv everybody is. Janet. <laughs> Janet, the actress, yes, yeah, the actress, like, yeah. Janet. Everybody's just done with her. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, and so that, I think, bleeds through. Don't you worry, Vivian. I am going to take good care of you. Oh, me too. I'm so happy you guys are here. <laughs> I was beginning to feel like nobody understood me. Oh, hey, oh. we're family. We love you. Oh, love you, never going back up there again. I'm sorry I ever went up there in the first place. I took her some honey for her tea. She tells me she does not want honey from California. She wants honey from New Mexico. Oh, oh please. Diva needs to get her butt out of Bel Air a little more often. Well, if we get any bigger, it'll be in and out of Bel Air at the same time. When you're taking care of a sick person, it is exhausting and you don't want to be around them and you need to have respite care and you need to do all of that kind of stuff for yourself. But like what we see in the episode again is like the 
the faces people were making, mm-hmm. like the emoting people mm-hmm. were doing was so strong that it was like, that's not fueled by somebody who's just pregnant. You know? Right, right, right. <laughs> it's not fatigue. It's right. resentment yes. that you see. And and it's a, obviously a different thing. Like what was sad at one point is she wanted company and nobody wanted to be with her. Like, well, listen. <laughs> but the ants just arrived. Sure. Is the other and, thing. Well, okay. The ants. We'll talk about that in, in like the pseudo sibling stuff. But that's you're there for that purpose. Don't yeah. go get your hair done. Right. Yeah. That's not why you're in town. No. Yeah. And I'm guessing Uncle Phil flew them in. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> like, right. One um, would think. Uh, but yeah, it just it it it's a lot of work to take care of someone who needs that much. Uh-huh. And some of the family, I think, was was right to clear out the ants. No. They were specifically there for that purpose. This yeah. is what you signed up for. Yeah. And I, 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 like, I, again, like, I don't even know what Aunt Viv was needing or want. I mean, like, she wanted company. She just wanted somebody to help keep her mind off of stuff. Somebody's hand to crush. Well, yeah, that was the other thing I hated. Like, you didn't like the My Hand, the other very, like, 1960s sitcom. Yeah. A uh, runner of she's uh, having contractions and squeezing everybody's hand and like breaking them. Mm-hmm. They all have like casts on. Yeah, it's <laughs> a good visual joke. I mean, sure it is, but it's also like I don't. I like another like I don't know. She. I guess that's the point where Aunt Viv is just not likable. The person she's like a, I, they make her a monster. They do for sure, and I think that's what you're objecting to is like, but she's a mother. She's doing this sacred, womanly ritual and an important thing, and they treat her like a total piece of shit, bitch. Yeah, and that's not great. No, did not like that. Thank you for pointing that out. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> that said, I also see the flip side of it that she's being a really high maintenance bitch. Like, yeah. To me, it it falls with the the family versus the aunts of like. If you are here specifically to do this, I'm sorry, you've got to ride it out. Like that's right. Like that. Like your children. Go ahead. Go. Mm-hmm. Go. The kids. Go. Go, go. have a life. Yes. Yes. You shouldn't have to do this. Mm-hmm. Your husband. You probably gotta should, stay there. Probably should be there. <laughs> probably should be around. The ants yeah. who flew in to specifically help? to help with a, should probably be there. Probably should be there. Yep. <laughs> like that's the difference. Where it's like. Yeah, Will, no, go, have fun. Oh, you're like, a teenage boy, go. Yeah, Carlton, you're a teenage right, boy, go. Like, Hillary, what? you're a teenage girl or a young 20s girl. I not want any teenage boys around me as like a 41-week pregnant woman. <laughs> Holy crap. I was going to get some of my freshman students to come <laughs> hang out. Right. I related to them spending time with the ants. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're already talking about, can we announce on the podcast uh, that you're pregnant? Well, you just did. Okay. We can cut it. I'm asking. <laughs> this is all cuttable, babe. It's digital. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. None of this has to stay in. Oh, well, now you got to take it all out. Um, yeah. We're already talking about sending our kid to my sister's, her aunt's house, mm-hmm. when our second child is born. Yes. So I could relate to the idea of the aunts being part of it and, and involved oh, in the for birth. Sure, yeah. And also I as a young kid spent a ton of time with my aunts in glamorous Los Angeles. Ooh. Where they were we were back east, but we would come out to visit them uh, for like two weeks at a time. And it was the coolest. It was just like this. I mean mm-hmm. they had nicer houses, they had BMWs, it was the taste of how the other half lives. You go get your hair done with them? No, they did they got my sister's ears pierced and they got like grossly infected. Oh, no. Um we spent a lot of times in malls, if okay. that counts. Yeah. That's similar. Yeah. But not uh, no, I didn't go to the beauty salon. 
<laughs> How about you? Your aunts were prevalent. Yeah. Um, my dad has three sisters, um, and only one of whom has children of her own. So my two aunts who didn't have any kids were a constant in our life growing up, just coming to, to whatever recitals we were mm-hmm. doing or football games or, you know, whatever. They were there. So That's that was, very cool. That was great. Mm-hmm. That's cool. That's a thing I didn't really have because they were all so far away. We were in Virginia. They were in California. Um, so they weren't at that many things. But then once my Aunt Karen moved closer, she was at more stuff. But they had their own lives, you know. Right, yeah. They started their well, own family. Right, that's and... the benefit of having aunts who choose to be childless. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like mm-hmm. just like they get to hop in and be fun aunts and... Like, then peace, you know, when yeah. things get more complicated, because that's, like, the real role of a external parent figure like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. That was how my Aunt Patty did it, is she pieced out when things got complicated. <laughs> I mean, she pieced more out for than more than just your life. <laughs> 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 right? She pieced out of it all. So one of the, the bits that I like is when they're all sitting at the uh, in the salon underneath the hair dryers, mm-hmm. and they're all having conversations with each other and nobody's talking about the same conversation. Right. It's like three separate monologues, but they are elated. They're smiling and looking back and forth. They're into it. I have seen this happen. Right. With you and my sister. Just parallel conversations. You're talking about Kitty, my mom, and she's talking about a cat. Right. And you have no idea. Yeah. And it, it was great to have had that conversation. You know, you remember the feelings that people give you rather than... The specific the things, things I you're say talking or do. About. Or, yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. That's why no one wants to be around me. <laughs> I mean. uh, He's adorable. Hello, little Nicholas Andrew Bain. Honey, <laughs> <laughs> oh. I thought we agreed to call him Philip. Oh, that's a stupid name. <laughs> why don't we name him after Daddy, Eli? Right. Over my dead body. No, no, no. Let's name him Rufus. How about that shit makes me crazy. Yeah. That other people think they could like brand your spawn. That's ridiculous. <laughs> well, I mean, I think it's cute from the kids because, like, you know, our daughter has already wanted to name our kid Queen. Sure. You know, I and I mean, they're all older uh, in the episode than a three-year-old, <laughs> where it's sweet. So maybe it would be annoying. But I also think that that, I mean, like, this person's coming into your life and your family. Mm-hmm. So I think, like, having them say, hey, why don't we name them this is fine. Mm-hmm. It's anyone else. <laughs> like, grandparents, like, any of those kinds of figures where it's just, like, they're doesn't need to be any more conversation about this. And like even so, we are not considering the name Queen for our child. No. Because <laughs> B had our daughter Beatrix had no hand in making the second one. Sure, and those yeah. are the people who get to name it. Well and that's the other reason why like people won't tell people the name of their child before they're born. Because they don't want feedback. That's and I exactly think that why is, we're not. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's not a situ- not a collaboration. How do you feel about Jeffrey? I hate the character of Jeffrey. What a novel idea, that little bell. (laughs) Jeffrey, would you get us all something to eat, please? Oh, golly, yes. Gee, it's great to be working in the big house. (laughs) 
You've all met our butler, Chicken George. I suppose he's funny and the Three's Company style jokes he comes into around sexuality and whatever is is always a little cute. But why do they have a live-in butler? I have no idea. They have a McMansion. They don't have like an estate. They like, you know, like it is so bizarre that he's like pseudo family to them is weird and uncomfortable. And then like he always makes jokes, quote unquote, about how little they pay him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. It's like, that's not funny. Nope. Yeah, it's very weird, right? It's it's weird that he's English and like seemingly yeah. of a higher class, yet servant to them. It's weird that he's uh, black but dark-skinned, like compared to the yeah. rest of the family. When we first started rewatching it, we posited, uh, stoned before we were pregnant, uh-huh. that we think maybe it was going to be a white guy. And they yes. were like too weird. Yeah, right. Uh, to have a black family with a white servant, but I think you could have done without him. I think you could have written him out of the script. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know what they were thinking. Jeffrey offered. There's later ones where he plays a bigger role, and they start to dive into his backstory a little bit, and they <laughs> <I> don't care. <laughs> exactly right. Maybe write some stuff for the talented Janet Janet Hubert to right, do, and yeah. cut Jeffrey out of there, and you'd be just fine. Also, does she does Anne Viv work? I don't remember if she has a job. Oh, man. It's certainly I, not as prominent as, like, Claire Huxtable's career yeah. in the storylines. Yeah. So I, do they even need a housekeeper, like, right. live-in help like that? Wealthy people generally don't have people living in their house or, like, have a side house for people to live in or, you know, like, <laughs> have people who come daily. Right, um, but go home. Yeah. yeah. He's just off the clock at nine. It's It's creepy. The sibling things I saw, all the sisters sitting around with Hillary, like you talked about, uh, but specifically that they were bad-mouthing men. Yeah. I could really relate to that, to, uh, you know, the gals getting together, particularly my sisters. Did you have any other sibling stuff? No, but I looked up that Aunt Viv was a professor. Oh, that's right, of English literature. Yes. That is in some of some the of stories. Some of the stories, okay. especially with Will. As a professor, we need live-in help. <laughs> yeah, right. That should come with the list of papers to grade uh-huh. and with my course assignments is the name of our live-in help. Now, where would you like this person to live? <laughs> in our room or in our daughter's room? <laughs> I want a uh, situation below our house like they have in Parasite. Okay. Where this person can secretly <laughs> live unknown to us. Spoilers for the movie Parasite. <laughs> After. Be advised, this podcast you just listened to contains spoilers <laughs> for Parasite. You know, like any Fresh Prince podcast. Any episode. Fresh Prince podcast <laughs> would. Now, damn wiener kids. Mm-hmm. Ashley. She is. She can drive the car. Uh-huh. Eager to do it. Makes a joke about it. Mom, I've been driving since I was 12, right? Mm-hmm. But then she gets to the hospital and they ask her to do some real adult shit. Fill out the insurance forms, and she panics and can't do it. Right. What is she supposed to be, 15 in the episode? Yeah, I think so. Something like 14, that. 14, 15. Get the card from your mom and look at it. Like, mm-hmm. what is there to do? <laughs> yeah, there was a time you didn't know what the car did or how those things worked, and you, you figured that out because it was fun yeah. and cool. Right. But now when it's time to actually do the minutia of being an adult, you blank and can't do it. Sorry, it's not all glamour. No, it's not all Most of it's cars. paperwork. Yeah. <laughs> And, like, remembering when things are due. Oh, my God. Yeah. I liked when Carlton said, I can't believe I was once in a woman. <laughs> Everybody had a good 
good hard laugh about that. Carlton is a delight, and we don't see him a lot in this specific episode. But like, he's just like he's he's a perfect compliment for Will Smith. He's great. He's very yeah. much the reaction to Michael J. Fox's character on Family Ties of yeah. this, this conservative type of kid who's very much a Reaganite. And to have him be black is really interesting. Yeah, absolutely. We didn't watch this one for this episode, but that one where he and Will get pulled over and Carlton like doesn't understand the bigotry he's been exposed yeah. to. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's real interesting. That's a good one. Have I told you this they're doing a, a gritty reboot of this? No, is that true? It's just called Bel Air. And they're shopping it around now. Oh, my God. So I'm curious about that Carlton storyline. I think that could be really interesting in a, like, dramatic version of these stories. Yeah, for sure. That's wild. Why are they doing that? Money, 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 money. Got it. (laughs) Money. Oh, is Aunt Viv going to be Janet yeah. Hugh? <laughs> it's probably more suited to her <laughs> yeah. acting style and ability. It so maybe she is. maybe she'll pop in as a villain. There's, that would be amazing. <laughs> There's an episode where she's doing ballet. Like she is out of shape from doing ballet or some sort of mm-hmm. modern dance. And then like goes to a, a casting call or something like mm-hmm. that. And like has to get together in like a week. Mm-hmm. And like she is amazing in that <laughs> episode. It's sad to see that she was pushed out of the entire industry after the show. She was of that era of the Cosbys yeah. where it was black excellence. Yes. And you had to be fantastic at everything you did. Yeah. And you couldn't be a cut up like Will. Right. You had to be a serious person who did their best all of the time. Yeah. And did the work. Mm-hmm. And did the work. Right. And so this, I don't even think he was 25 when he got the show. Yeah. Right, for him to come in and Speaking be her of boss. Dean Wiener kids, yeah. yeah. The wienerest of the kids. <laughs> you seen any bad parenting in this episode? Oh boy, did I ever. Um, Will's own mother, my goodness. We'll get to it, we'll because she ties into the theme song, which I think we're going to talk about as, sure. as pretty horrific parenting. Okay. For me, all the men overreacting to like jump over themselves to help on the help the pregnant woman to like try to be the hero. Yeah. But then you all just fuck up and embarrass <laughs> yeah. yourselves. All right. All right. It's cool. It's cool. Everything cool. Everything cool. All right. Check it out. Um. Um. All right. Carl, you boil some water. Um. Ashley, you go get some blankets. Um. Hillary, you uh cir- circle the wagons. Honey, what are you talking about? I wish to God I knew, Anvis. Seen a lot of that. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, Uncle Phil is bad in this episode. He's not taking care of himself. He's Mm -hmm. yelling at Will. He's awful when they're locked in that elevator together or stuck in that elevator together. So they get stuck in an elevator with a guy who's smoking a cigarette. And uh, the guy won't put it out. And Phil, rather than reason with him or anything else just like threatens him yeah it just escalates it immediately to violence which is like what will wants to do and phil pops in to be like let me handle Mm -hmm. it (laughs) which is of course the joke of it but it's also shitty yeah and like you know we've seen better parenting out of phil over the length of the series but like that is just it was awful Mm -hmm. (laughs) like Mm -hmm. It wasn't like when in the episode where he saves Will and Carlton after they've been like hustled at the pool hall. Sure, And he yes. comes in and like cleans things up for them. It that was good, things, Uncle Phil. It, it cleans things shitty. up for them and makes sure that they know that they are responsible for this and will have consequences, mm-hmm. which is good parenting. This mm-hmm. this was just, I mean, and maybe it's the stress of having a baby and having some sort of physical ailment. But sure. <laughs> if I remember right, she's in like somewhat business casual maternity wear. And he spends the episode in a jumpsuit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. 
business casual maternity wear. You ever been stuck in an elevator? No, thank God. Knock on wood. I haven't had a chance to be in an elevator in over a year. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Uh, I was at school. A bunch of the members of the adjunct faculty got done speaking like advocating for our uh, inclusion at a faculty council thing and then immediately got stuck in an elevator together. Oh, no. And we, like, called for help and rang the thing and somebody called down to the building and ultimately had to just pry the doors open and do the, like, you know in the movie Speed? Oh, the I elevator do. was half down. It's terrifying. Yeah, it wasn't that bad. If it had been halfway through, I would think I would have been just frozen, but it was, like, 18 inches. You had to step, step up and get okay. out. And then we all took the stairs down. <laughs> Did you have to pull somebody out before the elevator fell no. and almost decapitated? No. I also then once got an email from a student that was like, I'm sorry I'm late for class. I'm stuck in an elevator. Oh, Which interesting. even if it wasn't true. Good, good, good excuse. Good lie. So the theme song is the basis for the series here. Will's character gets in one fight mm-hmm. and his mom sends him away. Well, right. I mean, this is the the story from the song so maybe it was more than one fight or maybe it's been a lot i got in one little fight and my mom got scared and said you're moving with your auntie and uncle in bel-air is will a reliable narrator i think so i'm not sure he is (laughs) he's a young teenaged boy Mm -hmm. he does not have the ability to assess risk for himself okay that would be my argument for he's, okay. he's okay. not able to. Sure, sure. I still think it's awful. What is the fight quota for when we'll send our kid away? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I'm not a black parent to a black child in inner city life. So that With also... a sister who has a, a lifestyle like the banks. Exactly. Which might change things for me or like... Oh my God! At least that he won't end up dead. Like mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. I get all of those things. But it's also like it just. Why does she stay there? What other stuff does she have going on there? Sure, sure. Why doesn't she go? Yeah. That's a good question. His well, dad's deadbeat, right, and on the mm-hmm. run. I mean, maybe she's got some life of her own there, but that's not part of the song. <laughs> it's not a verse about what his mom's was staying back for. <laughs> I want to hear her version. Well, I was staying back because I had a job. <laughs> Do you ever, your parents ever threaten to send you away? My parents and grandma used to threaten to call the cops on us, and the cops would take us away, is what they told us. I mean, some real good parents. Like as kiddos? Yeah, as little kids. My sister or I would have been like, call them. <laughs> Get them here. <laughs> Get them here. they got to be better than you. My mom left, like, brochures out. For, like, camps you would send your kids to <laughs> when we were teenagers that were, like, get my kids away from me camps. Um, well, like, good ones are, like... What is a good camp to send away your kid? Not, like, not like sleepaway camp. camp. Okay. Like, cl- a lot closer... I'm sorry. I'm saying camp the way a politician refers to a concentration camp. It was a facility. Oh, no. Okay? It was a... <laughs> An institution, <laughs> All right. right? It was not. <laughs> like camp's military the wrong school? Word. Hmm? Like military school? No, we're legally blind. They're not taking us at a military sure, school, but, but like a that, re- reform school. Yeah, that, for sure. I mean, that's what for I meant. For sure. Yeah, for sure a reform school. Okay. For sure. Well, what were you doing? <laughs> Being awesome. <laughs> Let's see. This was seventh grade, so I was on oh, the. Oh wow! Seventh uh, grade. No, this uh, when this episode came oh, out, okay. we'll use. Okay? okay. So I was on the computer making a fake uh, report card. Mm-hmm. And forging my teacher's signatures next to grades I didn't get because my bad report card, I had said, I'm going to talk to my teachers and have all my grades changed. <laughs> so I then made There's a, a fake document. 
<laughs> to give to my mom. That was, uh-huh. here. see, all my grades have changed. Uh-huh. uh-huh. And um, that's what I was doing. From, for the, from what grades? Uh, seventh, for, what do you mean? What were the letter grades uh, I yes, got? Yes. I think probably C's. Okay. All right. Yeah. It can't be average. It can't be average in the gifted program. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, so, you know, stuff like that. Probably just being a shithead. Yeah, I mean, that you know, I assumed. Being a Republican, I don't oh, think no. helped. Yeah. Get out of here. Yeah. Oh, yeah, a lot of really, really angry positions on things. Oh, I bet. I'm ready to send me away. <laughs> like, then she comes in this episode, and, like, the only time we really see her talk to her son is, like, one hug. Like, Their love is so unspoken that it's never even <laughs> spoken about or shown. Like, that's kind of what we're led to believe, yeah, right? Like, yeah. No, I got no regrets that you sent me 3,000 miles away. Yeah, I got nothing to say about it negatively because we've worked it all out. Mm-hmm. And that's like, all right, that's wild. <laughs> I wonder, like, we might have missed that episode. They do one where, like, his deadbeat dad comes back and they do one where she's, like, got a new man. We've seen that one. Mm-hmm. I know that but i mean that was all about like oh who's this guy with sure. my mom right. rather than mom you where you been <laughs> yeah where you been mom you like, haven't been part of my get life get this baby out of me yeah right <laughs> did you have or do you have any preposterously wealthy relatives no all of my relatives were or eventually became wealthier than the household i grew up in mm. so like my grandparents had money on my mom's no. side, and we would go to their house, and it was just like, holy shit, people live like this? Oh, wow. To me, the underlying lie of this show is that wealth makes things better. Yes. And I don't think that's true. Having that kind of money is not good for anybody. That's, I mean, hoarding. It's disgusting. Sure, sure. It's like a dragon. Yeah, it is. I always thought it would be interesting to live in these places, but it's it's the things I liked. It's the comforts of the house I liked. It's right. the leather in a BMW I liked. It's sure. not the relationships in the family. And what I think is interesting about the show is I, I do like this family. Mm-hmm. Like, I think yeah. they, they work pretty well together. Me too. Um, and aren't too tainted by their money.